0: Well, good morning, friends. This is podcast number 553 for Tuesday, the 29th of May. We're in Revelation chapter 7. I'm actually sitting in my truck in a parking lot in Hillsboro, Oregon. I'm three and a half hours early, well, three hours early now for orientation. But I start my new job tomorrow at 6 and... uh and so i uh, wanted to be here early obviously i'm taping this a month early so by this time you get this all hopefully have been working a month and been doing well so let me pray for us lord i ask you to open our eyes enhance our understanding so we can grasp what you want us to learn today i also ask you to enable us by your spirit to apply the truths we learn to our daily lives and to be guided moment by moment by your word, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Turn to Revelation chapter 1. It's a little more difficult I'm, uh, in my truck, but it, it'll work. Revelation 1, 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. And then turn to Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7, we'll read verses 1 through 8. After this, after what? After uh, the first six seals, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, that no wind might blow on the earth or sea or against any tree. Then I saw another angel um, ascending from uh, the rising of the sun from the east. We covered that yesterday with the seal of the living God. And he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea, saying, do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Verse three explains verse one about the winds and the and the angels holding back the winds because that would have brought harm. And so um, God wanted to seal these 144,000 and I heard the number of the sealed. Now listen to this. People want to spiritualize this, but it could be not it, it couldn't be more plain here. And I heard the number of the sealed 144,000 sealed from every tribe of not the church, but the sons of Israel. People want to make this something that it isn't. This is the tribes of Israel. Then it goes on to list the twelve tribes: twelve thousand from the tribe of Judah, twelve thousand from the tribe of Reuben, twelve thousand from the tribe of Gad, twelve thousand from the tribe of Asher, twelve thousand from the tribe of Naphtali, twelve thousand from the tribe of Manasseh, twelve thousand from the tribe of Simeon, twelve thousand from the tribe of Levi, twelve thousand from the tribe of Issachar, twelve thousand from the tribe of Zebulun, twelve thousand from the tribe of. Joseph, 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin were sealed. Now, people want to say that this isn't correct because uh, Dan isn't listed here and uh, Levi is listed here. And Levi wasn't a a tribe at the time that was part of the inheritance because they were the priests. But we're going to get into that and explain that. So let's get into this. Who are the 144,000? Some modern Christians, especially um, those who want to spiritualize this, have taken this uh, as uh, metaphorically. Now, metaphorically means not literal, figuratively. Uh, And I believe, this is me, I believe this is a way to push the post trib or the pre wrath trib or pre wrath position of tribulation. However, the context indicates the verse is referred to 144,000 Jewish men, 12,000 from each tribe who lived during the tribulation period. Look at Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. And it says, Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, and with him 144,000 who had his name Um, and his father's name written on their foreheads and I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and like the sound of a loud thunder the voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps and they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth it is there who um, who have been these who have been defiled, not defile themselves with women, for they were virgins. It is those who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed for mankind as first fruits for God and for the Lamb, and in their mouth no lie was found, for they were blameless. These are from um, the Revelation chapter 7 that we just looked at. Now, the fact that specific tribes are mentioned. Uh, along with specific numbers of these tribes, removes any possibility that this is a figure of speech. Nowhere else in the Bible does a reference to the 12 tribes of Israel mean anything but the 12 tribes of Israel. When we have the literal, we have to go with the literal. Now, God had originally chosen the Jews to be witnesses to share the good news of God with all the other people around the world. We've got the Bible from the Jews. We have um, Christ who came through the Jews. And so God has used the Jews to do this. Uh, if you can bear with me today as I'm trying to turn pages, it's a little bit uh, difficult, um, but uh, we're going to make it. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 6. Isaiah 42 verse 6 says, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by my hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, uh, a light for the nations. And uh, verse 7, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I will give to no other, uh, nor my praise to carved idols. This is one of those then and not now or not yet uh, promises. This is talking about Israel and also about Jesus, um, our servant. Now turn to Isaiah 43, verses 10 through uh, 13. And the point here is, that God has given us the nation of Israel to lead us, he gave us the scripture and gave us Christ. Uh, 40, uh, Isaiah 43 verse 10, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed, when there was no strange God among you, you are my witnesses, declares uh, the Lord. I am God, and henceforth I am he. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can turn it back. So we see that God has chosen his witnesses, and his witnesses are going to be... um, the Jews, and now, during the tribulation, God is doing what He did from the beginning. He has his witnesses, and he's going to have these one hundred and forty four thousand Jews who believe in Jesus, the divine Messiah, and will finally fulfill his this mandate and uh, from God and become his witnesses all over the world. Remember in John chapter one where the Bible says that Jesus came into his own and his own received him not, and then he turned to the Gentiles. And in Romans chapter 11, where Paul says there's a temporary hardening that's come upon the Jews. Uh, but when that last Gentile is going to be saved and the rapture takes place, there's going to be uh, a renewal of belief in Jesus Christ. There's going to be these 144,000 evangelists who are going to have a huge impact Um They will engage in the work of evangelism early in the tribulation because some of their hearts will believe and become the martyrs of Revelation chapter 6. Let's look at Revelation chapter 6 verses 9 through 11. Revelation chapter 6 verses 9 through 11. Who was the one who witnessed to these who were killed and they were under the altar? I believe it'll be these 144,000 that are doing the work of evangelism. These Jews probably become believers in Jesus in uh, the same way um, that the Apostle Paul experienced. They have this face-to-face experience. They have this Damascus Road encounter that we see in Acts chapter 9. Interesting, Interesting. in uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, 8, when the apostle Paul refers to his conversion, he describes himself as one untimely born. Paul may have been alluding to these 144,000 Jewish tribulation brethren who would be spiritually born in a way similar to him, even though Paul was spiritually born uh, far from before them. These Jewish witnesses like Paul will be mighty witnesses of Jesus Christ. And I believe that Jesus covers this in Matthew 25, um, as I've studied this and looked at this, Matthew, tw- this the scripture makes sense to me more than it ever has. It's in Matthew chapter 25, and I'm thankful for um, Run Rhodes, and I'm thankful for uh, Daniel Aiken, and I'm thankful for the David Jeremiah's and the people who have made this scripture come alive. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 31... I believe this is kind of one of this is a scripture that points to uh, during the tribulation period now remember the people that are witnesses in the tribulation these 144 thousand, They're going to be the outcast, and they're going to have trouble. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to take the mark of the beast, so they're not going to have food. They're going to need God's protection, but also some provision. So God provides provision. Look at verse 31 of Matthew 25. And I think this makes more sense now if this is a tribulation scripture. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all His angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne, and He's going to reward people. Before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another. Remember, the rapture has already taken place. As the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and He will place the sheep on His right but the goats on His left, then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father." Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord... When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. Jesus now is the king, right? Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left, Apart from me, you cursed. Into eternal fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick in prison, you did not visit me. Then they also will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not... Do it to the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me, and those will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. I believe what this is is a picture of, of these people taking care of the people who have gone through the tribulation. His witnesses. His witnesses, which are ministering and taking care of and loving on those on the earth. And I believe there will be a great response from um, from this. And I believe there will be many saved. And we'll see that in the verses uh, to come uh, that we'll uh, look at tomorrow. Now, turn to Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. I love talking to you and speaking to you I couldn't I couldn't uh, wait to get to work and into the parking lot and um, and into my truck to to, to get to get um, set up um, in somewhat of a, of, a, of a an office here in my truck before I go to work to be able to speak to you So Revelation chapter, Thirteen Verses 16 and 17. And we're talking about the mark of the beast here. It said, and it it also it causes all both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave to be marked on the right hand of the forehead. So that no one can buy or sell unless it has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name, and so we see that everyone in this tribulation period will be forced to take this mark or to die. That's why I don't believe the church is here, but it's and it's raptured uh, already. But the 144,000 that are on this earth are going to be ministering, and they're going to be really fugitives, and they're going to be enemies of the state because they refuse to take the mark of the beast. They're going to be supernaturally protected. And I believe what we saw in Matthew chapter 25, they're going to be supernaturally uh, provided as God raises up people to minister to them. Their lives will be in jeopardy. These sheep or believers who treat the brothers, the 144,000 well, will enter into Christ's millennial kingdom. The goats or the unbelievers, by contrast, go into eternal punishment. That's what we're going to where we're going to leave it this morning and we'll pick up in Revelation chapter seven um, later verses uh, tomorrow. So let's turn to second Peter chapter three and verse 18. I apologize if there's uh, the sound of my truck in the background and it's been a little rough, but uh, I'll figure this out as we as we go along. But I wanted to at least try to to tape one podcast this morning. God bless you. Let me pray. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God bless you. Until we talk again.